Hello, welcome to the next exclusive version of the Talk Norwich City podcast. I am absolutely delighted to be speaking with this Norwich City cult hero. I've been chasing him for a while, believe me. I've even had to put him over face to face. A man who is one of only 29 players in the world, by the way, to reach a 1,000 games alongside the likes of Rual, Xavi, Roberto Carlos, and my God, they're not as good as this man. It's Jamie Curitan. Jamie, <laughs> firstly, thank you ever so much for giving us your time today. How are things going with you, mate? Yes, really good, thank you. Uh, can't complain. Still putting the boots on, running around. Um, so, yeah, still fit and healthy and uh, enjoying life still. So, yeah, very well, thank you. You are absolutely flying. I mean, let's start by saying congratulations. You've now scored in all of English's, to- English's England's top nine divisions. Yes, yeah, I managed to do that on Wednesday evening. Um, yeah, I played uh, for Enfield uh, Town, who, who sort of ground shared with us at Bishop Stortford. Um, I haven't been playing in a couple of weeks and I needed a run out, so um, they, they offered me the chance to play for them and I managed to play, we won and I, I scored. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good night all round. Mate, you're 44. How are you doing <laughs> it? When are you going to stop? Where, seriously, when are you going to stop? Will you ever I'm, stop? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, the wife looked at me a bit weird when I'm, we had a Tuesday night game for Bishop Stortford against uh, away at Wingate. Um, come home and in the morning, I said, "Oh, I'm going to play tonight um, for Enfield." And she sort of looked at me a bit. Okay, go more. You're at Bishop Stortford. What are you doing, Jamie? Are you and sure? I just, uh, yeah, yeah. She, I think after the game, she half rang me and said, "Are you sure you've played?" And there was pictures on Twitter, so I got aware of it. Um, and I don't know. I just love playing football, and it was an opportunity. I hadn't been playing. Um, still thoroughly enjoying it and um, I haven't really set any plans about finishing I think it will brilliant just be a case of, of, of when when the body shuts down or um, I'll get offered a job which is full time and I, and I have to retire so yeah for now we're, we're, we'll just keep going keep enjoying it and, and, and see where how long it takes me to you know to rack up more games and goals and retire I absolutely love that <laughs> I, I, seriously and I'm not even joking the, the, the attitude and you know what it is for you I've got no plans to I've got no plans to do that and I love that. I mean, do you have any idea what sort of job you're going to do after football? Like what do, <laughs> at no. all? Um no, I think that's why I'm I'm keep playing because I haven't I haven't really got a clue and I don't know what I'll do without playing. Um I mean, I'm sort of doing the, the non-league manager sort of route at the moment. Um, right. So I'm managing Bishop Stortford as well as playing. Yeah. Um I've been working at Arsenal um, for nearly three years, it's coming into my third year in their academy. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of impressive setup out... there, by the way. Oh yeah, unbelievable. I mean, it's been a privilege to work for them, to be honest. Um, I've, I've been part time now, yeah, for like just over two years. It's been great. Um, so I'm sort of figuring out where where I go. Um, I think doing the academy side probably isn't for me. The evenings, um, full on, sort of you're there six days a week and stuff. And, um, I don't know if I want to work with sort of young age groups. I think I, I need to be sort of under 18s upwards, yeah. first teams. Um, so it's either go the non-league route as a manager and, and see if I can progress up up the ladder. Um, I've looked at, I like media, um, but nowadays it's getting harder and harder to get into it because... We take Rob Butler's job, mate. I mean, you know, well, I'm sure yeah. he'll, you know, I'm sure Chris Gorham would be happy to Once see Once he retires, then maybe I'll, I'll step in. But yeah, that, I do really enjoy that, but it's... I've probably carried on playing too long 
to get into it because every time I've been offered stuff, I've been playing, and sure. it just seems now that so many ex players are, are going yeah. into it. Well, right then, let's, let's we'll see, we'll see. There'll be something that will come up. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Right, let's get the time machine out, Jamie. I've plonked it on the table, and a lot of Norwich fans now will be absolutely buzzing to get into this. The year okay. is 1993. The year I was born, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> had to had to get that in i had to get in oh but, god, but before, oh god that, the year i was born man you've been going i love this wow. but god. before you started your career at norwich am i right mm. in saying you had a week-long trial at manchester united yes yeah i mean i'd i'd been at norwich anyway just sort of playing for them from about under 14s um and then i wasn't signed so um i'd been sort of touted by a lot of clubs and I went up to Manchester and um, had a week's trial played for them um, and then got offered a, a, a two-year apprenticeship and a, a two-year pro contract at Manchester United um, yes see yeah. I read this and I couldn't believe it I mean what wh- what was going through your head I'm not I don't know because I was a Man United fan as well are um, you mad Jamie I mean I love Norwich well, but I don't love Norwich that much I mean I'm sure if Manchester United came knocking <laughs> I'd be signing on the dotted line right yeah, and at the time I didn't know I loved Norwich that much either. I, I, but I, I suppose the decision was made purely on the fact that I'd been at Norwich for a little while. I'd, I was quite settled. I'd played yeah. a lot, a lot of games for the club. Um, and um, I, my, I always say that it was because at the time United were buying loads of players and going through a period where they weren't winning a lot and just buying players. Right. Okay. And Nor- Norwich were obviously at the time, which a lot of people probably wouldn't know were a top Premier League team. Yeah. You know, no, they were course, finishing yeah. second, they were pushing for titles, they were breaking into Europe, but they were bringing young kids through as well. Um, and the decision was that I was happy, really. And, Good for you. Um, I turned turned them down and Sir Alex rang my, my house and Did questioned he? my dad why. Because um, I'm not sure many sort of 14-year-olds would turn Man United down. And obviously I had an offer of a, like a four-year contract, really. It was a two-year apprenticeship and a two-year pro. And, you know, I just made a decision. Um, and like I say, I don't look back on it. And, and With any regret? Too many regret. Not really, because, you know, I broke into Norwich's first team and, you know, I love being, you know, Norwich. I enjoyed my, my time there both both times. Um, you know, and everyone sort of talks about the year you would have been was class of 92 and yeah. everything that happened there. But, you know, I don't know if what would have happened. So, you know, my life's gone this way and you have to go with it really. But um, yeah, it makes a good story and it gets brought up quite a lot and people say the same thing of what, what were you doing? Uh, no, no, no. You know what? I've flipped this on its head now. I think you are even more of a cult hero. You rejected <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson to put on the yellow shirt. I mean, it, do, it does. I mean, your blood must run green and yellow to make that decision, mate. So I'll tell you what, I'm blue. Well, my hair I'll take that. Does, so. hey, and by the way, seamless seamless from you my man 1996 now um by the way we are going to go back we're going to go back but as soon as you mentioned it we're now going to go 1996 um it's fair to say that you became very very popular with all of the norwich fans um Mm. you, you dyed your hair green against the scum and scored in that fixture what was the story behind that like what made you do that um trying to think during the season the, I think it was coming to the end of the season I'm pretty sure we'd all had skinheads um, during the your season your hair was very short I remember seeing the pictures yeah so I think Darren was meant to Darren Eady was meant to dye his hair green because he wouldn't cut his hair he bowled um, it classic then, yeah yeah he loved his curtains and stuff back in the <laughs> 90s so um, he we turned up at uh, Portman Road and, and we was in the change rooms and 
the, the, there was a can of spray there and everyone was sort of going, what's going on? And me being me at 19 and a bit of a Jack the Lads had gone in and spray my hair. And <laughs> I, I think it was Andy Johnson who sprayed it in the changing rooms. And it's funny because it, it was obviously a luminous at the time and I didn't really realise. And because it was sprayed, we, sh- we were meant to dry it, but we yeah. didn't have a hairdryer. It was like Halloween so, green, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. And I think you're meant to dry it first and then it would have stayed on probably for the whole game bright green. But I went out and I think the lads let me go out on my own. I'm not sure. And obviously you walk out and the whole place erupted because my hair was like a, a beacon of green. <laughs> um, and I was sub at the time. So we did the warm up stuff and obviously it, it, you're sweating. So it was running a bit. And then by the time I come on, it's not as green. You can't really see, you can see patches of it. Um, I made it one, one. And I think that would have been the perfect story. But then Robert Allenhorn makes a back pass to Gunny and it bounces oh, over his leg. And the sort no, of story, was, that. the story was taken away from my green hair because of a, uh, a, a bubble that nearly went over Gunny's head and, and went into the net. So between the two of them, they ruined, ruined what would have been an even better day. <laughs> and I tell you, you actually did it, uh, you did it at Wembley as well, didn't you? Because you were doing the Radio Norfolk commentary. I did, yes. And you, and you, you yeah. pulled out the green hair dye again. I did love well, to I, see Well, I mate. did the semi-final and um, someone actually said, I don't know if it's a, a caller in, yeah. or someone said, if we get Canary to Wembley, we do it. Yeah, and yeah. I went, yeah, of course, not a problem. And we get to Wembley and, I obviously get invited. So I go into the press box at Wembley, first time there, and I'm walking around in a oh, blazer no. and green hair. <laughs> and, uh, and just typical of me. And I bump into my old manager in Holloway and he looks at me and just laughs and just says, yeah, don't expect anything different. Really, I'm sure he's that he's the kind of... So yeah, I'm sure that Ian Holloway is the kind of guy that would respect and appreciate a wild move yeah, like that. So. I, I think so, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I've done it a couple of times now. But it's followed me around. Every club I played for after that, whenever we had derbies and stuff will you dye your hair blue will you dye your hair <laughs> this colour you know and I was always like it's been done once and um, you know I think that's that's where it should stay so, Jamie I might do it for Bishop Stortford maybe for my, my last game if love I, that love if that I well it's on record now it's on record now I'm, I'm really interested actually to to hear about your your re-signing for Norwich City I think it yeah. was you were at Colchester when, when you handed in a, a transfer request allegedly um, you yeah, know, and, and you've said already that there was a lot of clubs in for you. Yeah. Are you able to divulge what clubs were, were in for you at that point? And what, what made you come back to Norwich? Um, the reason I come back was purely just um, the pull of the, the whole place, the club, um, the city, the people. Um, and purely, I think, again, because I hadn't had what I'd considered the best sort of first-team career there, I'd... I'd obviously done very well as a kid broke in and, and and did okay but you know I didn't sort of do what I'd done once I left and, and scored a lot of goals everywhere else so that was the pull but the whole place I mean I love the city uh, redemption you know, almost got, for you yeah yeah I think sort of thing yeah definitely um you know I've got loads of friends there and everything I just felt you know I'm not going to get this opportunity again mm. you know I'm 31 I've just had a real good season let's go and sign and you know let's try and make up for sort of maybe the, the, the mm. time that I'd missed because I was linked with them when I was at Reading yeah under um, I'm trying to think when we was in the championship and we were against each other I was linked then and there was a move that was nearly done and then um, oh, really? got cancelled yeah yeah so that would have been early 2000 got so, cancelled what does that mean Jamie got cancelled well uh, someone someone pulled out of it someone 
the, the deal was nearly done. My agent had pulled me. I think um, they'd spoke to Reading. I was said to my agent, I was happy to go. And then for some reason, it, it was pulled. Now, mm. I was told possibly it was because of how I was when I was previously there. Okay. That someone higher up oh. had said, don't touch him. Even though I'd probably... Must have been a green hair dye. Maybe, yeah. I know I wasn't the greatest <laughs> sort of pro around at the time, but I was obviously 19 then. I think I would have been around 26 at the time, 27. So, it, you know, a good seven years had probably passed. But yeah, I, I, from what I heard, someone had put a word in and said, no, don't do not do the deal. And then it got right. pulled. So that would have obviously would have been great because I would have come back at the drop of a hat. And I think that was the reason I come back. I mean, I, I could have gone to Hull. Right. Um, I'd, I'd been up to Hull and, and I'd agreed terms with them. Um, Charlton had come in for me. Um, right, right, sort of late on, yeah. Um, and Hull ended up getting promoted that season, so you know, uh, it was probably wise that I didn't sign because it probably wouldn't have done. Yeah, um, but Jamie, no yeah. offense, with all the love and respect in the world, Hull it's not a very glamorous place to live, really. Let's be honest. Nah, and, and coming back to Norwich and you know, oh, spending another three, city. another three years, you know, another three years at Norwich was was, was great. Sun's um, always shining so, in Norwich. City of yeah. culture is Hull, though. Don't forget the city of culture. Well, is Hull. yeah, exactly. But that was the decision. You know, it was purely based on yeah. the love of the place, and I just wanted to come back and play for Norwich again, really. Jamie and and. And obviously, it started very well. You you, you joined back. Mm. You scored two goals on on your league debut for us against Southampton. You must have been buzzing at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked up food poisoning in pre season. Missed, the, I think, the Preston away. I was sub, and then we played Barnet in the cup. I scored two, and then we had Southampton on the Saturday and scored another two. So my first two starts, I'd scored four goals. I was thinking, here You're we looking go. Good, you know, yeah. Like, just come off of a golden boot. I thought we, there's another one coming and yeah. everything seemed rosy. And then I went for a spell, um, didn't score. I got injured. Um, and I think I missed the game away at QPR. And that was the day that Peter Grant decided to call it a day. And I was gutted. You know, I just joined the club. We weren't playing well. We were, we were struggling a bit. But the manager who spent, you know, decent money on me, brought me in, was then deciding to sort of leave. And I thought, okay, this isn't, obviously what you want because you never know who's coming in. Mm. Do they like you? Do they want you? You know, at least I knew with, with, with Peter that he he had spent the money on me. So he, he was always going to, you know, give you a fair crack at the yeah. winter to, to try it. Um, and it seemed to sum up my Norwich career, even in my first spell, you know, I went through managers, there's no tomorrow. Um, so I was disappointed really, you know, right. like I say it started off so well. And then obviously we didn't have a great, Great start to the season. Obviously, the manager goes and, and Glenn Roder comes in. And the season was okay. It was up and down. What was he I like, Glenn Roder, Jamie? He's got a bad I didn't rap. Overly, yeah, I didn't overly get on with him. You know, the, the, he could be nice and, and great to other people. But this, the spell I had under him, I, we just clashed a lot. I didn't I didn't agree with a lot of stuff he'd done. I didn't, I didn't agree with a lot how he spoke to people. Right. Um, That's just, interesting. Just, Younger players yeah. or half-time, full-time? Yeah, yeah, all the time I found I just found him quite rude, um, and I was one of them. I was I'm a very outspoken sort of guy, and the older yeah. I've got, you know, I, I want if I feel there's something to say, I'll say it, and if I feel someone's speaking a certain way and I don't agree with it, then I'll, I'll have something to say about it. And um, I just found he spoke to a lot, uh, not just players, he spoke to, to people in general, staff around the place. I just didn't didn't over enjoy it, and we, we clashed quite a lot. I mean, I played a fair bit under him in the first spell. Yeah, in the first season he yeah. came in, I ended up with sixteen goals, and you sort of think that's okay. But I just knew that 
we weren't going to get on because of just how he managed. And and Jamie, just, was that yeah, why so he went to Barnsley? Sorry to interrupt. Was that why yeah, he went to Barnsley because of Glenn Roder? I think so, really. He, he, I fell out of the team. Again, I was involved in playing and then I wasn't in and out. Um, and then I was just sat around and wasn't playing football and I thought I've got another year after this. Yeah. And I've always wanted to play no matter where I'm at. Yeah. You know, I won't I don't want to sit around and pick money up and sit at home on a weekend or go and watch the game from the stands. You know, I want to play football. Um and yeah, I didn't want to move from Norwich to Barnsley on loan. It was around Christmas time as well. My, my wife was obviously yeah. in Norwich and stuff, you know. Yeah. She don't want to do it, but you want to play football. Um and that the Barnsley sort of loan come up that was offered to me and I thought, well yeah. it's in the championship know i'll go and play fo- play football so i ended up going and playing some football for them mm. i actually come to the game i think the night game that we lost and then i think glenn got sacked the next day and gunny come in and recalled me straight away good old gunny like, of course he did and i was like yeah come back and i scored against barnsley first game back um but again it was up and down under gunny as well um, I just didn't seem to nail a place down. Um, my form was up and down. Yeah. Didn't seem to be scoring regular, um, and it was I was disappointed, you know, all round because I, you know, I wanted to come back and play, and if I wasn't playing, I, you know, I don't want to be sat around not doing anything. I think and, this says an awful lot about you, Jamie. An awful lot because at that point, technically, in the world of footballers, is still, if you don't mind me saying, a little bit old. You, you scored 18 mm. goals in 76 games on, on, you, on your return to, to Norwich, which is actually, considering your age at that point, still okay. Um, and for you to yeah, turn around bad. and... For you, yeah, but exactly. Even you saying this to me now, it's not bad. You know, I think it's, a, I think it's decent considering the team you're in, struggling to get in the, in the team. You're nipping in here and there and you're delivering goals still. I mean, I remember your performance against Colchester, I mean, there was there was so many happy memories on your return from a supporter's point of view. I mean, seeing your name in the stands, I mean, that must have been special, you know, hearing the Norwich fans sing your name again. Yeah. I mean, the, the Colchester game was, was, was great. I mean, it was against my, obviously, old club. Yeah. And it, it I mean, ended up scoring a hat-trick, which yeah. obviously I hadn't done for Norwich. So that was one tick that I can nice. obviously say. I like that. You know, I've managed to score a hat-trick at Carroll Road you know, in a league game. So that was, that was great. And there was obviously good times, you know, throughout the the second spell, there were decent moments, um, but they just weren't consistent enough. And I suppose when you look 78 games, I would have liked to have been in the plus thirties in goals, really. You know, I've always sort of had myself down as a one in two man. And I know the spell, I wasn't playing a lot and I was sub a lot, but I'd have liked that to have been love that around the 30 mark. And then I would have been maybe a bit happier. Um, you know, I mean, I made, I think I made my hundredth appearance for Norwich in the second spell as well, which which was nice. So that, that was something to tick off. But again, I look at this, my period from when I first started and then went back. Yeah, really, I should have been in the two hundred plus appearances with the length of time I was at the club. You're not satisfied so with of, your time at Norwich, then? Not, no, not on a performance <laughs> basis. No, not at all. You know, I think that I could have had a much better career there. Um, first year round, you know, I was a young lad and a bit of an, an idiot and, and wasted a lot of time and that's probably why I didn't play as many games in the second year round I, I don't know it just didn't seem to work form wasn't there and and that's mm. why but yeah I think if I put the, the two periods together I'd like to think I'd yeah. have been over 200 games and, and, and touching nearly 100 goals like that if you looked at my career elsewhere that's where I'd have liked it to have been you know and the stupid thing is I left Norwich and went to Exeter and scored 20 odd goals in one you know the next season so it wasn't like 
I lacked form and I, I yeah. was on the downward slope. It was just for some reason, it just didn't work. Chopping, but, changing managers, unlucky you know, I'd imagine a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, there's a lot of stuff to it. I mean, I'm, I'm to blame as well, you know, for form and, and whatever else. Um, but it's just a shame because it's the one place I, I, I love the most. You know, I grew up there because my first club I played for. And it's probably the one club in the long list of them where I didn't yeah. really produce what I, you know, what I produced at a lot of other places. And but that's still a, a lot of me. love for you, Jamie, though. I mean, like, I, mean, I, I asked the question again, what, what is it like being on the pitch, hearing 24, 25, 26,000 people singing your name? I mean, we adored you. Like, that must have felt so special to you. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because I felt like I was, you know, it was my second home, really. Um, you know, I, I moved up there at 15. So, yeah, to, to play in front of, of the crowd and, and obviously have them sing your name. I used to obviously socialise with, with a lot of the fans as well. I was, you know, out in the clubs and, and the pubs. Mm, of course so you were. Mercy. I felt, I were felt, you a mercy uh, man? Uh, yeah, a bit of mercy, a bit of highs. Um, Peppermint Park and stuff. Peppermint <laughs> <laughs> Used to drinking the, drink the murderers and stuff. But, yeah, I was probably everywhere I shouldn't have been. Um, but I got to know a lot of people and even now I go up to Norwich and I've got so many friends and, and yeah to, to play in front of them and and you know then socialise with them later on um, was yeah it's a special time you know like I say both times were, were very special oh mate you cracked um, me up there with Peppermint Park I have to say I mean that's just unbelievable <laughs> Jamie um, you, you very very briefly worked under Paul Lambert what was yes. that like and, and what happened there? Because literally it was only a few games, wasn't it? And then you were out the door. What happened? Yeah, I, I actually have no idea. Um, when he, he was trying to sign me for Colchester on loan at the time. Really? It wasn't, yeah, because I wasn't playing, obviously, at Norwich. And I turned him down and said, look, I, I want to try and fight for my place at Norwich. Um, I spoke to him on the phone. Um, and then the next thing, I, we obviously, so that had been the season before. Then we obviously played them. Um and then I hear he's my manager. I've not been in the squad under Gunny. I was out. He then turned up at training. And I think the first team were away and I was training with the kids. And he pulled me and said, you're going to be in the next squad. I want you playing in the team. Yeah. So I think I played the first three games. Yep, you did. Um, and I think we won them all. I don't think I scored, but we won them all. Um, and then I got left out. And I was like, okay. And he went with Chris Martin and, and Holtie. I come on twice against Orient and Bristol Rovers and scored both times. Um, As you do. We then, yeah. We then went away to Poulton Rovers in the FA Cup. Oh, I remember I was, that. Was that 7-0? 7-0. So I'm sat on the bench. Yeah. I've just come off scoring twice as a sub. We think we were five up. And I'm thinking, I've got 27 people that have come to the game as well, bearing in mind, because I'm obviously from Bristol. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to give me half an hour. Um, Ian Colvass told me to warm up. Yeah. So I was warming up thinking about brilliant, you know, the boys have done the job, it's easy. He put, I think he put Cody McDonald on. So we come into the change rooms, I was staying down at the time and I was fuming thinking, you know, what have, what have I done? You know, has it dragged me all the way down here? I was annoyed because I've got family and friends that come as well. Um, and I think I sent a text to, to Ian Crook saying that, you know, what's going on? This is getting a bit silly now, right. doing all I can to play, blah, blah, blah. And I think Ian Culverhouse read it. This is the, the story I heard. I then got pulled into the office on Monday. No, we then played Swindon Town in the Johnson's Pet Trophy. Yeah. So I went to that from Bristol. Uh, I scored the winning penalty. 
And then on the Thursday, he pulled me into his office and had a nice chat with me. Very nice. He was, he said, look, you know, I don't want to be dragging you around the country, you know, at your age, blah, blah, blah. Not your playing age? You. That must have really pissed you off. Yeah, a little bit. I think I was 34 at the time. So I'm 10 years still playing. So, you know, obviously I wasn't that, you know, that old at the time. And I was like, okay. I said, so what you're telling me is you're not going to play me. So you'd is it worth me traveling around the place? And he was sort of like hinting that you're not going to be involved type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, okay, look, if you're telling me that I'm not going to travel around the place and not play, then I might as well stay at home then if you're, good, if you're not going to use me. And he was like, right, okay. And that was that. I turned up Friday and I was training with the kids. That was it, and that that was it. Just like that, nothing else. Like it was like he was waiting to offer me something for me to accept, and as soon as I accepted it, he he knew what he was going to do anyway. And I trained with Ricky Martin and the kids every day. I didn't touch the first team again. Wow. Oh, James. So I and again annoying to hear. Yeah, I have no idea why. And you know, all it was down to was wanting to play, and he half sucked me in a bit, and then bombed me out. Um, and that was it. I, so I, I missed out on a league medal by about three games as well. Oh, oh don't. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's not funny. That's well, annoying, yeah, man. Well, no, no, but it's done, isn't it? But yeah, they, they sent me a DVD of... Um, they sent you a DVD, season. Jamie. You are yeah. joking me. They yeah, sent I didn't you get invited. I didn't get invited to the, to the ceremony. So they had an open-top bus. Um, they had, obviously, the, the, the prese- presentation. I was still a member of the club. I was still signed. And... I didn't get invited or anything. Mate, you're no, having no. a bubble bath, aren't you? They no. sent you a DVD. So there was a bit, yeah, they sent me a DVD. I got sent that of the of the, oh the, the ceremony, God. and but I didn't get invited to the the celebrations. And there would have been players there that were on loan, oh. players there that would have played ten games for the club. You know, I've got not saying I deserved, but I had a long history of playing for Norwich. It's a respect thing, and you know what? That wouldn't and, happen in Norwich anymore. It's frustrating no, but, to hear. And I, I'd imagine a lot of people that would have been above Paul Lambert wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, because he, how he was, he would have obviously he would have been the person that said no, he's not coming. Yeah. So I'm not saying I don't. I've never spoken to him since, but I yeah. think for what he'd done there, I'm surprised I lost you a lot for of respect your, for him. Oh, I'm surprised he's not asked for your help at Ipswich, mate. I mean, they need no. they need someone with talent down there. Um, Jamie, away from Norwich now, and wish me luck here. You've played for <laughs> here we go: Bournemouth, Bristol Rovers, Reading, Busan Icons, yes. QPR, Swindon, Colu, Barnsley, Shrewsbury, Exeter, Orient, Cheltenham, Dagenham, Farnborough, Eastleigh, St Albans, Bishop Stortford, and Enfield. Whoo! What would you say is your favourite club to play for? And Apart why? from Norwich? Yeah, you, you're not allowed to say Norwich. Um, Was it Norwich, by the uh, way? I'd say, yeah. I mean, it has to be from the spells, both spells and, like I say, growing up there and everything. Um, probably two more. They're all special in their own little way, but I'd probably say the other two are Bristol Rovers. Yeah. It was going back home. Yeah. Um, and that was where I generally made my name and started my career started to really kick on um, and Reading where I had three unbelievable years loved every minute of it um, so those are the, the, the two that would, would go alongside sort of when I when I get asked it would be Norwich Bristol Rovers Reading what I was hoping you'd say is Busan Icons I mean South Korea <laughs> what was it like to play in South Korea yeah, it's a bit crazy um, it was good it, it it was a strange sort of move at the time. Um, I was out of contract at Reading. Um, was I wasn't. It, was it for the money, the, mate? 
it was better money, yeah, definitely. But it wasn't the main reason. But yeah, it was it was tax free and, and whatnot. But I was just left my partner and my two kids at the time, and I just wanted to get away. I'd, I'd sort of off the field. I was going a bit crazy, and I could have stayed at Reading. I could have wow. gone to QPR. I could have gone to Bristol City. You just I, packed it all up and went South Korea. In a way, yeah, it was more of a just. I need to get away. Yeah, you know, sure. I, 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 my head was a bit all over the shop. Yeah, what I should have done was re-sign for Reading. I, I was loving every minute of it. Um, you and I don't to know. Get out of there. Just wanted to get out there. The money was a bit of a pull. It was South yeah. Korea, and I thought, you know, I didn't need to get away. Really, what an opportunity, um, though, eh? Yeah, I think I was the first uh, English British player to play in South Korea. So there's another record. Else I've done another record. Um, I signed an 18 month contract, and I did the first six months. I come back uh, at Christmas time because the season ran from February to December, and then I sort of said to my agent, "I, I can't go back." I was living out there on my own. My two kids, young kids, were back yeah. in Bristol. I was all over the place. I wasn't enjoying football. Um, wow! And luckily. QPR managed to, to sign me on deadline day. Awesome. Um, and that was sort of it. And I probably took another year to get my head right. You know, so I didn't have a best spell at, at QPR because I think I was adjusting from coming back, adjusting from my off the field life that was going on. And, yeah. Um, it wasn't really until I went to Colchester that I, I kickstarted my career again, really. So I probably had two seasons where I was wasted. Right. Um, but oh. yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's part of my life. It's part of my career. So, it's, uh, yeah, and it's ended up all right in the end, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's certainly it's a pub okay. story, my friend. On a serious, yeah. on a serious <laughs> note, now, and, and I know you've done articles, but I'm fed up with these cop out answers saying that it's luck and it's fitness. What is the secret sauce? Why? Look, I can hear you drinking. I in the can't background. tell you. I can't tell you. Are you drinking? You're, you know. you're, dr- you're drinking Guinness, aren't you? What? What, what is the <laughs> secret sauce, Jamie? Why? I I can't comprehend it. You, you're still doing it, man. What are you drinking? I mean, What's your go-to beer? I'm just drinking Choice. a black coffee now. I, well, Ooh. I don't really drink, but I'm, I'm, I have a lot of black coffee. Hang on, but black, if black I, coffee? We're at the time of recording. This is quarter to ten, Jamie. Yeah, it's fine. I'll go. I'll be fine. I drink it a lot, so it doesn't really affect me too much. Interesting. Black coffee um, could be the answer for any footballers that are be. listening. Love that. Um, Drinking-wise, I don't really... Well, I used to drink a lot. I don't really drink anymore, but after a game now, I'll have a partner Guinness and, and black um, after a game I don't really drink in the week or the weekends really if I sit down I have a, you know, a little drink glass of wine or something but, right there you go that's, um, that's the headline that's the title of the podcast to last my, to last this long drink pints <laughs> of Guinness after games I mean screw all this and diet coffee. stuff eh? that's it love yeah. this Guinness and black coffee Jamie um, no. let's go modern day now Norwich City mm-hmm. Daniel Farker what, what have you made of them so far this Premier League campaign you worried do you think we'll stay up um, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm, I'm very, I, I was, you're allowed to say no, if you don't think so. No, I mean, I hope they do. I just think that it's so refreshing to see that they're going to stick to their guns and play how they've played. I mean, I watched, I've watched a lot of the games that have been live and stuff and it seems that they're very much stick to what they've done. The players know the system. We're going to keep playing how we played, which is great. And I think you will get results from doing it. But I think you'll get more bad results because of the quality that you're up against. Mm. And I think at some point you might have to change a little bit and adjust to maybe stay in games, to maybe pick up a draw, battle out a win, rather than just being free-flowing and going, OK, we're going to do what we do. And if we beat like a Man City, then then brilliant. But if we then 
get beat by Aston Villa and we get beat by Man United. And mm. I don't know if you're going to pick up enough points playing that way um, to stay up. That's my only worry. But it's great to see, you know, I, when you watch them, they go out, they're passing out from the back, they're yeah. playing very open and stuff. But I just don't know if they have the quality of players to do that at this level. Positive, the championship. Though. Oh, definitely. It's great to watch. And I think the, the, the young players coming through is, was gonna is say, brilliant. I was going to say, is, is there a particular brilliant. young player that you're impressed with at the moment, Jamie? I think Aaron's and, um, and Godfrey have been great. Um, Max I think is it's superb, good. isn't he? Yeah, I think it's just good to see that, especially if coming from the academy like I did or, or you know, youth team as, as it was called back then and coming through with like Darren, Addy, Andy Marshall, Andy Johnson, Keith O'Neill's, Bellamy's, to now see another batch of players of that calibre that are playing in the Premier League, obviously Campbell as well. I mean, there's, it's, it's good to see from, from an, you know, a graduate through the, the Norwich system. Um, there's nothing better and pleasing than seeing another batch of, of quality young players. And, you know, the problem will be is keeping hold of them. You know, that's that's always going to be the biggest problem with Norwich. When when you produce kids like that, you know, the big boys will start Biggest sniffing around. Yeah. yeah, which is, it happened before, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the boys that, that, that come through this, the system had to leave. And, you know, I think it will always happen because once the big boys come knocking and offer, you know, the big money, it's, it's hard to turn down. But, you know, it's refreshing. It's, it's, it's great to see. And, you, you know, I hope they stay up because to me, Norwich has always been a Premier League team, you know, from before I joined them, they were. And when I did, they were a Premier League team. So I always... Um, view them as that so I, I really hope they stay in and can maybe establish themselves and you know try and hang around in the Premier League a bit longer good man you can come on here more often Jamie lastly obviously tons of Norwich fans listening to this right now do you have a message for them at all um for me personally just you know thank you for the support you know especially for the older generation who supported me from playing in the youth team reserves and, and obviously first team and you know I've really appreciated everything um, I've, I've loved playing for your club um, thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it and um, you know thank you for embracing me into you know the Norwich family oh mate that's made me a bit emotional I love that <laughs> that is it thank you so much I just want to say a huge thank you to you Jamie for choosing to come oh, no on not talk Norwich City to share your story and of course to everyone that's listening right now don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube SoundCloud Spotify all the usuals and don't forget to give us a cheeky little five star review on iTunes there's only one thing left to say Jamie do you know what that one thing is go on say it Norwich City City. come on no on no no yes <laughs> on the I'm ball city <laughs> go on go on give us a tune nah, i'm not singing nah. it on the ball city <laughs> never mind the danger <laughs>